0: Well, hello everybody it is april the 17th i'm amanda barker
1: and i am bill antonio
0: oh my gosh bill we are almost completed the full circle that less than half a month amanda thing. i just can't even believe it all I the know. work that you've put into this all the work marco's put into this all the work you've the... put into
1: it too don't uh, well, downplay it
0: well debatable you
1: bring your sunny disposition and you make sure we all we know who who's a sexual predator we very much appreciate your (laughs) presence on this show
0: and that changes on a dime I'll be like no I like them though no I don't (laughs) like them anymore Um, Yeah, (laughs) is that what I do I just tell everybody well
1: usually it's from when I wrote it into the script but you know
0: Listen, it's no secret here more than this day that I don't pull my weight, but someday I, you know, I, and halfway through the year, I was like, I'm going to pull my weight now. No, no, I didn't. So, you know what? I think you've
1: been doing this show with a couple of control freaks though. So, uh, so don't worry about it. The only thing I'll say on the upside of me is that I don't make people feel bad for not pulling their weight because I recognize that I'm a control freak who wants to do everything myself.
0: Okay. All right. Um, well, with all of this in mind, um, this control freak loves a good crawfish. Mm-hmm. I'm a control freak when it comes to seafood, is really what it is. <laughs> and today is National Crawfish Day. Are you a craw- crawfish fan?
1: Uh, Somewhat. I mean, I, I don't even know for sure if I've had them. I Maybe I have because I've been to Florida enough times, but I'm not sure.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know what? The thing about crawfish, though, they're, they're a little bit of a pain in the butt. So, like... If you're going to have a crawfish, sometimes it's, like, easier to, to, to just do mussels or just do right. lobster or whatever. But um, they're like little baby lobsters. Um, they're a smaller, freshwater cousin to the lobster. Um, really, that's really what they are. They're a unique flavor. You can find them in um, gumbo, of course, or paella if you're feeling fancy which is really just gumbo let's not forget um a lot of them go by different names they've been known as ditch bug crayfish i've heard a lot crawdads you'll hear a lot crop happy, i've never heard that mm-hmm. um and lots of other things including on, you know. in
1: australia they call them yobbies
0: oh i didn't know that yes a i remember yobby. a woman did a
1: did a show at the Healesville Sanctuary in oh the God. middle of Australia when I was there, and she was sh- showing off the unusual animals they had at their um, sanctuary, including a platypus oh and gosh. a yabby.
0: Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. Yep. Well, uh, people born on April the 17th are confident, ambitious, and opportunistic little yabbies themselves. When knocked down, they have willpower and resilience to bounce right back. Like the proverb, they get knocked down seven times, but they get up eight. They know their own mind. They have a clear idea of where they're going, and they know how to get there. And I guess that's probably true if you want to be a star, kids. If you want to be
1: a star. Well, our first birthday celebrant is a star. She's also someone that I really like, and every time I tell people that, they lecture me, and I don't know why. Why? Uh, people get mad at me for this i, I actually
0: why. like her too so that is very well we're alone amanda
1: um we and that's alone? jennifer garner uh who had her breakout star moment as sydney bristow on five seasons of alias for which she won a golden globe and four emmy nominations and soon found herself launching a film career after okay. studying ballet for nine years and entering university as a chemistry major she decided to pursue her love of acting and moved to new york where she worked a, as a restaurant hostess while pursuing her dream she debuted in a TV movie in 1995, met her first husband Scott Foley when she was a guest on Felicity in 1998, and was in Dude Where's My Car before her success on the show, which elevated her to a cameo in Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can, the role of Elektra in Daredevil and its spin-off named after her character, and the romantic comedy 13 Going on 30. Later roles include Juno, Dallas Buyers Club peppermint and love simon which i thought she was lovely in she slowed down in the last few years to focus on raising the children she for some reason had with ben affleck but this year she will appear in the film yes day she was born on this day in houston texas in 1972
0: well another very determined april 17th birthday um you'll get less flack if you say you love her i think maybe (sighs) not from me Oh, really? Oh, well, we'll have to dish Mm -hmm. after. She just had a baby, right? Yeah, and it's probably
1: as miserable as she is. Anyway, go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think she was born in Ireland, right? Oh, no, she was born in New York? What? Okay, there's a lot I need to unpack. Anyway, Rooney Mara. you keep thinking
1: everyone's Irish?
0: I'm, that's where two I, that's, days in
1: a row of you thinking people are Irish
0: it's true yeah. well with a name like Rooney Mara mm. I mean certainly she her parents wanted her to be Irish Um, she starred in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010 before her one scene in the opening of David Fincher's The Social Network had critics buzzing with praise oh I didn't realize that was her the following year Fincher cast her as the lead wow lucky girl in his English remake of course we all know her from this the girl with the dragon tattoo. Tattoo. And she was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress, following it with roles in Her, Side Effects, and Carol by Todd Haynes, for which she received another Oscar nomination and won the Best Actress Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. You didn't like her in Carol?
1: Um, she's okay. I, I feel like she has, like, three facial expressions to work with, and it's that's about it.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, what's funny is she... I will say this for her. All the things I'm talking about, other than the girl with the dragon tattoo, I didn't realize she was in. I didn't realize she was in Social Network. I didn't realize she was in Lion. Mm -hmm. um, Or her, actually. Yeah. Okay, Carol, I knew it was her. Um, She was also in A Ghost Story. She was in Gus Van Sant's Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. And the 2018 film, Mary Magdalene. She descends from football royalty, of all things. Her paternal grandfather co-founded the Giants. Oh, Okay, well, so she got money. Oh, serious money, yeah. Uh, and her maternal great-grandfather founded the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, she decided to pursue acting while attending New York University and being inspired by her sister, Kate Mara. I didn't realize they were sisters. Oh, my God, the, things, the
1: explosion's happening in your mind today, Amanda.
0: I'm not kidding when I tell you I thought she was like Cher Sharon in the second. Like I thought she was a little Irish girl. Uh, Rooney is actually
1: her mother's middle maiden name and her first name is something else.
0: I, I didn't i didn't know she was kate mara's sister Mm -hmm. she's way more pedestrian than i thought anyway she was born on this day in bedford new york in in 1985 i guess i thought because maybe because the girl with the dragon tattoo i thought she was
1: maybe they well because she does a weird accent in that movie she also looks absolutely nothing like her sister as far as i'm concerned
0: no she really she really does different vibe
1: different energy and i wonder like you followed your sister into acting because you were inspired by her and like i wonder how your sister feels about that it's like oh rooney's coming again
0: anyway well i'm sure i mean it's like the deschanel sisters or whatever you know what
1: i mean (laughs) like sean bean is a familiar face to lovers of fantasy most recently playing ned stark on the first season of game of thrones while earlier appearing as boromir in the first lord of the ring films The RADA graduate began appearing in West End stage productions in the early 80s, but his handsome face and blonde locks, and Jesus Christ, he was so handsome back then, uh, were not going to wait long to appear on film, making his debut as the gorgeous Renuccio in Derek Jarman's Caravaggio. He later appeared in How to Get Ahead in Advertising, played the villain in Patriot Games, the romantic lead in the 1993 adaptation of Lady Chatterley's Lover, and entered the James Bond Hall of Fame as the duplicitous Alec Trevelyan in the 1995 film GoldenEye. Later roles include North Country, the shows Sharp and Crusoe, and Jupiter Ascending. This past year, he provided a voice in the Oscar-nominated animated film Wolfwalkers and is currently on the series Snowpiercer. He was born on this day in Sheffield, England in 1959.
0: All right. Well, moving on, writer and director Adam McKay was a member of the At Bright Citizens Brigade, also known as UCB. He was alumnus of the Second City. Um, Yes, I remember some of his sketches back then, who had enjoyed a longtime comedy partnership with Will Ferrell, with whom he co-founded the site Funny or Die. After beginning as a writer on SNL in 1995, he began directing the show's digital shorts in 2000 before scoring a hit with his feature directorial debut Anchorman in 2000. I didn't realize Adam McKay had directed that. That is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, good for him. The comedies, Talladega Knight, Step Brothers, and The Other Guys followed. Then in 2015, he dared to treat America's economic collapse with ironic humor, and it resulted in The Big Short, which was nominated for Best Picture, and it earned McKay an Oscar for Best Screenplay. He had another success with Vice in 2018. I always get those movies mixed up. I did not realize. A, I didn't realize they are Adam McKay, and B, Like the guy that whose sketches I used to do at Second City, and B, I didn't realize they were the same uh, person. <laughs> by um, it was also, by the way, nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. He also wrote the first Ant Man film. That's why they're funny. And is producer on the shows Drunk History, Dead to Me, and Painting with John. He was born on this day in Philadelphia in 1968.
1: Another favorite of mine on this list, Amanda Olivia Hussey, became a teenage star in the late sixties when her performance in Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, which dared to cast age-appropriate actors in the lead roles, drew <laughs> praise and admiration from critics and audiences alike, and won her a Golden Globe for Best Newcomer. Um, they wanted Angelica Houston for that role originally, and her father wouldn't let her do it. Uh, ironically, she was um, ironically Hussey was not allowed to attend the film's London premiere because it was rated eighteen. Uh, 18 and over only and she was too young to watch her own nude scene <laughs> oh
0: my Straight god back. is this I, when was that this Uh, 68. 68. Almost the 70s, folks. Me and Bill, we just love to talk about how.
1: The 70s, yeah. (laughs) And how every teenager got laid as soon as possible. Oh, my um, God. With a 45 year old man. Uh, Yeah, so Angelica. Every every
0: girl's dream, right?
1: Angelica's (laughs) born, I think, in like 51, 52, so she would have been about 17 when she filmed it, too. Good lord. Um, At only 16, Olivia had already been a success on stage, co starring with Vanessa Redgrave in the hit play The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. After her success with Juliet, however, she quit acting because she was suffering from agoraphobia which she decided to conquer with meditation her subsequent roles include the musical disaster lost horizon the cult horror classic black christmas and the agatha christie adaptation of death on the nile on which she clashed with betty davis because of the chant music she was playing loudly in her dressing room probably her (laughs) meditation music Um, the two did not speak for the whole shoot Oh my god yeah she sang a ditty in the 1968 fantasy horror musical Finian's rainbow i did not write that marco did and i fell for it damn it <laughs> she most famously played the virgin mary in zeffirelli's miniseries <laughs> jesus of nazareth
0: <laughs> the fantasy horror yeah. musical but the horror version of Finian's rainbow is i mean
1: you it, said something about it... Finian's rainbow the other day and you put a bug in his skull that's what happened oh yeah.
0: i didn't even realize that Finian's
1: rainbow. Anyway, I always oh, grew up with her knowing her as uh, the Virgin Mary because we used to watch Jesus of Nazareth in my Christian school all the time. Oh, God. Anyway, she was offered the lead role in Fatal Attraction, but turned it down as soon as she read the scene with The Boiled Bunny. In fact, she actually said she closed the script and didn't finish reading it. Um, oh later God. roles included the miniseries The Last Days of Pompeii, Seven Days of Grace, and Social Suicide. Her memoir, The Girl on the Balcony, was published in 2018. She was born on this day in Buenos Aires, Argentina in
0: 1951 so so it sounds like you've read an interview or something about the fatal attraction uh rejection Uh, did she regret it after or
1: she didn't say so you know
0: oh interesting i don't
1: think she i think she even refused to watch the movie apparently like (laughs) um cutting your wrists and that wild sex in the elevator was no problem but as soon as the bunny got boiled she was like nope
0: (laughs) oh that's so funny yeah well it's uh It's 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 all of our gain anyway with Glenn Close. Well, at the fiftieth Academy Awards in nineteen seventy eight, William Holden paid moving to a moving tribute, by the way, to co presenter Barbara Stanwyck, saying that on his first film, Golden Boy, he was going to be fired until she intervened with the producers, using her clout to give his career a start. He enjoyed reasonable success in the forties, but it's in the fifties that Holden actually became a top of the line movie star. First for his performance in Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard, the same year appearing in Born Yesterday. In 1953, he was in The Moon is Blue. <laughs> Again, some of these titles. I know. Of these, that's, um. they shoot horses, don't they? Like, yep. I just, they just sound like, I think because Marco and I did so many, for so many years, improv where we'd make up movie titles that sounded ridiculous. Right. Yep. The Moon is Blue definitely sounds like one of them. Uh, the film condemned, though, by the Catholic Legion of Decency. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's the hill you're going to die on, Catholics? Really? Yep. Glass uh, houses, honey. Well, anyway. well they,
1: back then you couldn't release your film if it was condemned by the Catholic. Like you had to make cuts. Oh, my God. And Otto Preminger said, I don't care. He released it anyway. And then it was a huge hit. And so it was basically a slow death for that censoring body after that because they proved that they were not necessary and um, uh, watch the moon is blue because it's hilarious do you know what it's condemned for no she says the word pregnant and she says the word virgin (laughs) that's it the whole thing takes place like it's in her lovely apartment in New York and William Holden comes over and another guy comes over and they make dinner and they talk and um, it's so sophisticated for the time but that's all it is like it's hilarious how tame it is by comparison
0: Oh, anyway. my goodness. You know, it's it's just so – it's so funny to me, honestly, because it – you know, I, I think about things like that and I go, oh, I'm so glad we don't live then. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we live now. But I'm sure my, you know, imaginary children uh, that I'll never have, uh, you know, their children would look back in our time and say yeah. the same thing, you know? Yeah. So anyway. Uh, is this me? Was it me that I interrupted myself? Yes. Uh, I
1: interrupted you, actually. So, oh, yeah, did you? Okay. Ahead. Yeah.
0: This is how connected I am to everything. I'm like, I don't even remember who was talking. Later films include Sabrina, one of Valerie Barker, my mother's favorites, Mm -hmm. The Country Girl, Picnic, The Bridge on the River Kwai, and Paris When It Sizzles with Audrey Hepburn. He received another nomination for his performance in Sidney Lumet's Network in 1976. An alcoholic for much of his adult life, Holden suffered ill health for a very long time. In 1981, he made his final film, Blake Edwards' S.O.B. Everyone remembers that one. <laughs> the same year he died at the age of 63. He yeah. was born on this day in O'Fallon, Illinois, in 1918.
1: In his youth, in the 40s, there was no one cuter, and uh, he aged very, very fast, which is one of the things you could tell from his drinking. And by the time he died mm. at 63, he looked like he was 104.
0: I think that about a lot of those Hollywood people that, especially the ones that played, you know, that were like in their forties playing. They lived hard lives. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) But also it's just the generation, like people of that era that I talk to, they tell me about like the hard liquor that they would drink nonstop and then drive home drunk, you know, like it was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was. Oh, Um, the seventies. And your mom and I are, your mom and my mom are around the same age. So your mom would probably have been a huge fan of his. What
0: year was your mom born? Forty-five. My mom is 47 now. Yeah. yeah,
1: so the same generation, because my mom loves William Holden. She's not oh going to love God. that I just gave her y- year of birth away, but she loves yeah. William Holden. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, mywenn Lebesco began in movies at the age of five, then by her role in the film La Gamine in 1992 when she was 16, dropped the last name and has since just gone simply by Maywen. She met Luke Besson when she was twelve, and they began dating three years later. Giving birth, <laughs> birthday, giving birth to her first child when she was seventeen. Oh, she appeared that's lovely. in lovely. She appeared in his film The Professional and as the Blue Diva in The Fifth Element, which is when he met Mila Jovovich and they broke up. Plus, she had starring roles in the thriller High Tension and Love Is the Perfect Crime. She made her debut as a director with pardonnez moi in two thousand and six, a film that she financed with her own money. Then in 2011, her film Police won third place at the Cannes Film Festival. I can attest to the fact that it's very good. This past year, she released her most personal film, DNA, in which she directs and stars as a fictional version of herself, investigating her multiracial background after her Algerian grandfather dies. She has performed stand-up comedy, she's been nominated for eight César Awards, and she wrote the one-woman shows The Chickpeas and I'm an Actress, both of them based on her experiences being pushed into show business as a child. Her sister is actress de Lebesco. She was born on this day in Les Lilles, France, in 1976.
0: I'm quite fascinated by her. I had no idea who this person is. Oh, yeah, um...
1: no. I've seen a few of the movies she's directed. She's, she's, um, I'm not like a huge fan, but she's interesting, and I'll keep watching her stuff. Yeah.
0: Very fat what a what a life she's already had. You know? Yeah, and
1: like for all that um, you know, she's dating the much older Luke Besson at, at such a young age, like they're still good friends and like he she asks uh-huh. his advice on his her movies and stuff. They seem to they seem to have stayed pals, so you know. Uh,
0: well, you know, it was it was fine for them to get married. I mean, it was it was the '90s. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it was
1: not the '70s. <laughs> no, but in France, it's out. always the '70s in many ways. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like, I'm actually trying to do the math and go: When did she first meet him? If she was born anyway uh 1976 so 92 she's a year younger than me so anyway
1: it's I think that I mean I I always remember people being concerned about you know age differences when I was young and like certainly the concentration of on on underage women when I was young but I feel like there's a particular concentration on it now that we never had before uh Mm -hmm. when I was growing up I remember whenever you talked about the subject of like assault or worse it was always about violence it was never about like um a, whether or not a relationship is appropriate Do you know what i mean mm, like that's mm-hmm. what the obsession was when i when i remember being younger and that's it's either shifted or you know grown wider i don't know what but yeah it's well because people
0: understand though. are finally starting to put a name to the systematic in different you right. know differences yeah. that you know the, the power the power of Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. that a, that, a, that a 12-year-old or a 17-year-old child, which is a child, not a young woman. There's no such thing as a young woman. This yeah. is my role in the show. We've established this. So, <laughs> uh, a young woman is not a thing. Uh, a child is. Right, but that's
1: also an attitude that's changed over time too because you know, when Uh, our mothers were children, 16 year olds got married, so yeah, no, um,
0: it's it's changed over the past year. Never mind, you know, like that. It's it's we're we're a constantly evolving uh society and hopefully evolving for the better, and Um, and hopefully
1: not ruining anyone's birthday with this in particular conversation.
0: Oh, no, what a celebration it is! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, speaking of celebration, William, uh, Matt Pother is celebrating today, and he might look slightly familiar to you. You'd figure out why if you'd remember that Tom Cruise's real last name is also Matt Pother. You'd have to know that to remember that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so see, so here, here's the deal. William is his cousin and had also his own career as an actor going since he stopped working as a school teacher in East L.A. and decided to become an actor in the late 80s, playing a small role alongside his cousin in Born on the Fourth of July the tom cruise produced without limits and small parts as well in magnolia mission impossible 2 and swordfish he had his most notable role in the 2001 film in the bedroom followed by swordfish minority report suspect zero and oliver stone's world trade center in 2017 he was a guest on the macgyver reboot and last year he was on the show save me he co-founded the flyover film festival in louisville kentucky there must be a reason it's called that do you know
1: uh, flyover states, you know how they call the middle of the country, the flyover states. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't know that. I never mm-hmm.
0: heard that. Uh, he co-founded as well, Slated, the online, uh, marketplace for film finance. That's actually quite a, quite a, quite a great, um, well, I'd say magazine, I guess it is. Anyway, he was mm-hmm. born on this day in Louisville, Kentucky in, uh, 1965. Well, he had to so prove that he
1: was goes. like worth something for all the advantages he had being Tom Cruise's cousin. Mm -hmm. i just i have this hilarious idea of him in an east la high school that looks like dangerous minds of him like one more day teaching these awful kids and like calling his cousin being like listen do you have anything else i could do like anything
0: (laughs) do you need a pa or um you Mm -hmm.
1: know like uh... you own 40 airplanes could you please just give me one thing please anyway (laughs) Joan Loring left her life in Hong Kong at the outbreak of World War II and came to Los Angeles to pursue an acting career, quickly finding success in the films Song of Russia and The Bridge of San Luis Rey in 1944. A year later, she played the scheming character of Bessie in the film adaptation of The Corn is Green with Betty Davis and was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. She then enjoyed a successful decade in The Verdict, The Lost Moment, The Gangster, and Good Sam. The studio dropped her at the beginning of the 50s and she went to television, acting on the shows Norby, Robert Montgomery Presents, and Studio One, making a brief return to the movies in the 1974 film The Midnight Man. Her last appearance was on an episode of The Love Boat in 1980, after which she retired until her death much later, in 2014 at the age of 88. Enjoying a long marriage with her husband, physician and cancer researcher Martin Sonnenberg, she had a passion for baking bread, even writing articles about it for magazines including Vogue. She once managed to raise a batch of bread while traveling at the moderate rate of speed in a house trailer. She was born Madeline Ellis on this day in Hong Kong in 1926.
0: Can you explain that sentence to me? She once managed to raise a batch of bread while traveling at the rate of speed? But at, um, at a moderate rate of speed.
1: Yeah. yeah. So like the, the trailer was like on on, on the go. Yeah.
0: That is so funny. Like yeah. a like a trailer, like for a movie set, and she was moving.
1: No, it? like a like a not an RV, but like back back in the days when the trailers were like the the bubbly silver ones oh, that you see like a trailing caravan behind. The... Attachment. Yes, yeah. Like a that's third right. wheel. They yes, call it or yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: That is. Beyond hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, good for her. Kimberly Elise made her debut in nineteen ninety-seven in the action film Set It Off, and then had a critical breakthrough as Denver in the nineteen ninety-eight film adaptation of Tony Morrison's beloved. I don't remember I've only seen it once, so in two thousand and four she... Okay. The Okay, okay, okay. Like She's there's beloved. Oprah, there's She's her daughter, beloved. and then the daughter oh. who
1: comes back from the dead. That's right. Which,
0: yeah. which is beloved. Okay, which is Tandy Newton, right? Yeah. <laughs> spoiler (laughs) alert anyway in 2000 listen great book not so great a movie in 2004 she co-starred in the remake of the manchurian candidate she was nominated for an independent spirit award for woman thou art lucid or loosed lucid i don't know a year later she starred in the first major tyler perry film diary of a mad black woman she played maureen on the series close to home later was in the 2018 death wish remake and had a role in jane James Gray's Ad Astra. She was born on this day in Minneapolis in 1967.
1: Leela Rashan is best known for her role in the 1990 film, 1995 film Waiting to Exhale and played the female lead in Harlem Nights and Boomerang. She earned her BA in broadcast journalism from California State University before pursuing her minor in theater, beginning as an extra in the 1984 movie Breakin', After her appearances in a number of music videos, she made guest appearances on The Cosby Show and What's Happening Now. She starred on the Wayans Brothers series in nineteen ninety-five, had roles in The Chamber, The Big Hit, and the Oliver Stone film Any Given Sunday. In twenty seventeen, she appeared on the Training Day television series and was born on this day in Los Angeles in nineteen
0: sixty-four. And finally today, professional wrestler and actor That's, Roderick. Nope, we've G- still
1: got we've still got more.
0: Oh, that's not the first time I've done that. Almost <laughs> finally today, <laughs> yeah. professional actor and uh, wrestler and actor Roderick George Toombs was better known by the name he went by in the ring. Of course, we were talking about Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was best known for his entrance into what was then called the WWF before the animals took it mm-hmm. uh, in 1984, <laughs> dressed in a kilt and a bagpipe. And Bill is coming from Glasgow. He does have Scottish heritage, so it's not completely wrong. He also, of course, earned the Nickname Rowdy for his quick temper Considered by many to be the greatest heel Ever in wrestling whatever that means He accumulated 34 championships He acted also in the films They Live Hell Comes to Frogtown And the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia His final film appearance The Chair was released in 2016 He had died in his sleep of a Heart attack the previous July at the age Of 61 oh my god these wrestlers And the lives they live he was born on this day In Saskatoon Saskatchewan in 1954
1: don't you know what it means when they say that you're the heel?
0: No.
1: Didn't you didn't you watch Glow?
0: Uh, I did. Yeah. Remember they're was, talking
1: so about developing their you develop a character and like one of the character types is the heel. So like the one person comes in, they're the hero, and then the heel is the one who's like the badass who oh, everyone okay, boos. The villain but then thing? yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: I yeah. didn't realize that was. I I don't I don't know how. It was a year ago I watched Glow. You know what? White <laughs> wrestling
1: was so prevalent when I was a kid that even though I had no interest in it at all, I knew everything about it because my friends would talk about it all the time. Oh, so I found myself collecting the little stickers from the hostess chips, even though I didn't care about them.
0: Oh, that's... That must, Peer pressure is a it, very do you think it was, real thing. Yeah, I was going to say maybe because you were a boy because like none of my friends were into it. Oh,
1: but. no, none of my... I, I hang out with uh, boys and girls, uh, you know, equally as a child and it was always mm-hmm. the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I... I I guess, I don't know. You know, I feel like now I binge series and I don't, they don't, I I digest little bits of them. But for the most part, I don't remember anymore. That's why I do
1: my best to not do them in binge mode because they last longer. But, you know.
0: You care. You care. By the way, we're watching The Act right now. Um, If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. But I won't take you down that tangent until after we talk about our next birthday celebration. How about that?
1: Well, someone who I've always really liked. Dawn Paris was 16 months old when her father died and left her mother in poverty, turning Dawn into the family breadwinner when she began a successful career as a baby photographer's model. Using the name Dawn O'Day, her mother got her into films when she was four years old, then moved them to Los Angeles to pursue her film career further. After making a number of films, she tested for the role of Anne Shirley in the 1934 adaptation of Lucy Maud Montgomery's Mm -hmm. Anne of Green Gables. She won the part and agreed to the studio's idea to change her own stage name to Anne Shirley for publicity purposes. And it was under this new name that she became a teen star. In 1937, she was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Stella Dallas, later starred in The Devil and Daniel Webster, Sorority House unexpected uncle and man from frisco she made her last film murder my sweet when she was 26 and then decided to retire no longer interested in acting after having been working for so long she enjoyed the rest of her career life as a hollywood socialite dying in 1993 at the age of 75 she was the grandmother of what lies beneath and buffy actress Catherine town she was born on this day in new york city in 1918
0: Oh, very fascinating. I mm-hmm. did not know she existed. I learned so much here. Oh, wow. Um, well, it has nothing to do with anyone, but I'll I'll just recommend it anyway. Yeah, we've been watching we just finished uh, the act with um Joey Fisher. shark Joey- yeah. Yep. And so and and Chloe savigny and oh, Juliette yep. Lewis, like some uh Anna Sophia Robb, I think is her name. Yep. Like some really great every single person in it, every single person in it, even people who have one line, the day players, are are fantastic. Oh, good. It is, yeah, it's one of those show, I haven't watched something in so long where every single person feels so real and so, who, the direction, whoever directed it, and I haven't looked, but whoever directed, I don't know if it's the same director for the whole eight episodes mm-hmm. or, or what, and also the casting. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm shocked because Juliette Lewis is barely in it, but... Um, Oh, it has such a great cast. It, it, honestly, it's it's a, a little bit of a hard subject matter. I oh, yeah. when I have s- you saw seen the, the
1: documentary do- that it's based on?
0: I have, I have, yeah. yeah. Which is why I kind of was fascinated by the story, but also not wanting to watch it a little bit, you know. Right. But. Um, but my God, it's it's fantastic. Everybody in it. It, it is worth it. There, it's been a long time since I've watched a TV show and said, You've got, if even if the subject matter's not for you, the performances are that good that it's right. worth watching. Yeah, yeah no, so
1: I, it's fun. definitely on my list because I really want to see it. It's fascinating. It's so good. It's so, so good.
0: Well, thank you so much. I had nothing to do with anything, but uh, there's a plug for the act. And, um since we're plugging (laughs) bills or anything you'd like to plug
1: no i am completely useless these days
0: (laughs) well listen thank you so much for listening um those of you especially who always do thanks for coming on this journey with us and once again this was born on this day see you
1: tomorrow